You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And of course, this is one of our Friday episodes. So we are going to dive a little bit into the, uh, you know, the NFTs that we've bought over the last week or so um, for our Mint 365 project. I'll talk a little bit about why we bought, what we bought, uh, some of the research there. Uh, but I also want to share, you know, over the last couple of days, if you've been on Twitter or uh, if you are a degenerate, really all in on this uh, NFT world right now. You probably have heard about the Goblins. Uh, Goblins Town WTF would be the official name. Um, it was a free mint that was dropped, uh, which meant you just paid gas and people were able to buy up to 10 of them free per wallet. Um, that dropped, I believe it was probably like a week ago now. And it slowly caught some momentum. Um, I found out about it when it was at 0.09. Um, it's a very interesting art, uh, I would say, uh, it's eclectic. Uh, Allison and our team referred to it as like it has like a Tim Burton um, style of of art, uh, but it's kind of had its own little degen success. Uh, I like I said, uh, you know, shout out to Gregarious who let me know about it when it was at 0.09, but I was like, oh, this thing's nothing. It's just gonna be a a typical free mint. Well, of course, it started to get legs. It started to kind of create its own little community. They started doing Twitter Spaces where all they do is talk in Goblin. And yes, whatever you're picturing for what talking like Goblin is, that's what it is. Uh, I don't recommend listening to it uh, at night by yourself. It's a little creepy. Um, but they have some great storytelling on their website. The more I researched it, I was like, oh, man. I was like, I'm going to go check it out. By the time I jumped back in, it was at 0.5 Ethereum. And so I ended up buying two of them um, at that point. Uh, and it over the next 24 hours, it increased to uh, you know, a 0.98 floor. And then it kind of hovered at 0.93. And I thought, wow, I'm going to make a 0.4 profit on this. So I sold my uh, goblins. Uh, but little did I know that that wasn't close to the top. And the next day, it hit a high of like one and a half ETH. Uh, yesterday, it hit a high of 2.7 ETH. Uh, and right now, it's at 1.6 Ethereum. Uh, so I share all that because like there are, you know, there are trends and things within the NFT space that happen. And this reminds me, you know, this happened seem to be more uh, uh, of a thing last fall. So August, September, uh, October of last year, I loved being able to pop in and out of projects. I wasn't really doing much research on them. All I was doing actually, and I'll kind of give you this because it kind of connects into this episode, is I was going into like OpenSea and into like IC tools or a couple other tools that I use. And I was looking at, okay, what are the trending collections and what are the trending based on volume over the last hour? And so based on the volume traded, if I saw that there was a high volume traded of a very low entry point NFT, there might be a possibility of that NFT having some you know, fluctuation or growth or um, some inst early success. Now, I will tell you, in most of those projects, they had a very short term success. Most of them after a week or so would die off. Um, most of some of them didn't last a week. But with Goblins, I figured, hey, I'll take my profit and I'm ha and I'm happy that I took my profit. But 
funny enough is if I would have held it until today, I would have taken 1.2 ETH of a profit rather than a 0.43 profit. But this also goes into the fact that anytime that you're taking profits, it should be something you celebrate, not something you regret doing. And that's really easy for me to say. It's a lot harder for you to actually do. And I speak from experience on that because I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's a 1.6. It had dropped a little bit down to like 1.16. I tried to jump back into it. Um, But by the time it it was minting so fast, by the time I could try to get back in, it was back up to 1.4. And that's too high for for me to to risk out there. But with that idea, I started playing around um, and like using that profit, I started degening into a couple other projects. So what I'm going to be able to share with you next week for one of our uh, episodes is that I, I actually just decided to um, take the profit from those goblins and I minted into 15 projects that, are, that I didn't do very much research on, um, but I noticed that they had some trade volume and they're kind of building on the trends that right now are kind of popping off in the NFT space. So I'm, I'm trusting more of like my gut and the trends, but the idea is I don't want to hold any of these NFTs longer than a week. Like for me... Like actually, if I have them through the weekend, it's probably a, a loss. But um, I decided to buy uh, a, a couple AI Moonbirds, a couple Goblin Girls, a couple Ducks, a couple Stranger Time NFTs, a couple Baby Goblins. Um, and so I bought a couple of them at like a very low, like 0.04, 0.02 um, Ethereum. Uh, so I'm tracking them, how much I bought them for, the day I bought them for, the gas price I bought them for. And then what I'll be able to flip them for over the next couple of days. And I'll share that just so that, you know, this is a different, you know, another side of the NFT world. Um, It's not one that everyone has to play in. Uh, I know it might sound like, you know, we're just betting off a speculation and, and trend trends and like, you know, the bottom could fall out. You know, I will tell you like the goblins, one of the reasons that I was confident being in it is that the total number of individual holders that they have is right at the 50% mark. So what that tells me is that there are not a lot of people that are heavily set in there. And I can actually look at the tool um, that I use and I can actually tell you, let's see. So if I look at uh, holders inside of IC tools, um, you know, there is one person that holds a thousand of them, but then there are the next holdest is highest is 296 and then 110 and then 69. So really one person does own 10% of the supply, but for the most part, the rest of that 90% of the supply is spread out uh, pretty nicely. Some of these projects that are quote unquote trending, you'll notice that like five people own 80% of the supply. And those are projects I avoid because it's too easy for them to be in cahoots, just inflate the price and then sell their entire supply and screw over the the 20% of people. But I share that just for, hey, this is another side of NFTs. And yes, yes, it is that time, my friends. It is that time for a uh, PO app. We are going to do a proof of podcast. And uh, today's word is rhythm. Rhythm. So just go over to nft365podcast.com slash pop. Put in that as your answer. Put in your information. And remember, um, those that do four in one month uh, are going to get an NFT. And if you're, if, if you're like, hey, I haven't played along, go ahead and do yours for this month. Uh, we're going to have some perks for those that just get one or two answers right um, in the, it, for uh, moving forward as well. So the answer for that one for this month is, or for this episode is rhythm. So looking forward to everybody jumping over there. So with that being in mind, we, you know, we're approaching um, you know, episode 200 or approaching our, you know, we're buying an NFT every single day. 
Uh, we're working on some reports for, for everyone that's out there. But I'm going to go through a couple of the NFTs that we bought this week, give you a little bit of like the reason that we bought them, um, why, you know, what, how they came on the radar, um, and, and you know, even give a little update on uh, you know, floor price uh, as well. And so one of them, uh, so I'm going to start off with, you know, we minted uh, back on uh, the 19th of May, we minted uh, Cardboard Citizens, uh, which is a Solana-based NFT. Um, and what I liked about it is they have some pretty good uh, storytelling. Uh, I, I am a sucker for, you know, if the project has done a, a, a detailed job of telling the story of the project, even if it's not connected directly to the roadmap, but I feel like they're building something, that to me is often like a sign that I, I like being a part of the project. Um, I will also say, um, and I'll pull it up right now, um, I thought I had it up, but it refreshed. Um, so I will say they were, they also, um, their collection was verified on OpenSea ahead of their drop, which they're a Solana based project. Uh, so the fact that they were approved on OpenSea ahead of time, which is something I believe is pretty rare. We minted them, um, at a, um, one and a half Solana, um, price, which Solana right now is down just like every crypto is down. Um, you know, for me, I, I always thought of Solana at around the $100 mark. Right now it's at the $50 mark. So really we minted that at um, like a $75 mint. Uh, the floor price at the moment right now as we're recording is uh, 5.5 Ethereum is the actual mint price, um, what we see like right now. Uh, I will also say we, we happen to mint a pretty rare uh, trait and the floor of the rare trait that we have in our collection is... 10.5 uh, Solana. So 10.5 Solana on a 1.5 mint that we minted uh, about a week ago. Uh, Cardboard Citizens, they did launch on Magic Eden. I've mentioned before on the podcast, I really like the Magic Eden uh, launch pad. So if anyone wants to check out Solana, just go to magiceden.io. I have no, you know, they're not paying me and I have no interest directly and tied to like sending people there. But I feel like they do a good job. Um, the projects that are on their launch pad, which... Their launchpad just means these are projects that are either currently minting or have are upcoming mints. Um, and oh, of course, wow. So Solana has a warning right now that they're they're slow right now. But so like right now, um, they have a countdown. So two hours towards uh, a Solana-based NFT that's called the Kings of the Street, um, which is a product project that I'm excited to see what happens. Um, there is a project on Magic Eden right now that if you're listening to this. Uh, on the day that we drop the podcast, um, you can actually still purchase it uh, because it's dropping in one day. It's called Reels of Change. So we're going to attempt to buy that for this collection. Uh, I've done my research on them. They actually have launched a couple other Solana projects that are still thriving. Uh, the co-founders of that project have. Um, they also have... Um, they are rethinking the, uh, the P2P gaming experience and they actually have a game... Um, that is in beta testing, right? For me, uh, any of these projects that have game utility uh, that bother me uh, is ones that, like, how do I know that they can actually create a game or they have experience creating a game, um, which is often a, a problem. So that's a, usually a red flag for me, but that's one that check out. So Cardboard Citizens is one um, that we minted about a week ago, which I thought was a really cool project. The next one is by far the most unique minting experience in the history of my minting. Um, if you follow me on social, you might have seen a video that I did. It, it went viral on TikTok, uh, and it's called the quarters machine. So 
uh, a good friend of mine, Sean Doris, uh, anyone that knows Sean Doris from uh, Space Station Gaming or from Snapchat, he was one of the most uh, followed Snapchatters that are out there. Great content creator, great human uh, based out of Utah. But at the VCon, they actually you know, simulated a quarter machine that like, you would put a quarter in and you would get like a trinket out of the machine. Well, they rather than putting a quarter in, you put a quarter ETH in and then you randomly got an NFT and it could have been like a Cole Cats. Um, they had an artifact. They had a lot of really high ones. But what they what they promised was when they bought the NFTs to fill the the, the quarter machine, all of them were at the 0.25 uh, Ethereum mark when they bought them. So you could have got like a dead fellas. It was a pretty cool um, activation. The line for it was forever long the entire time. But I created a video. Um, I'll link the video in the show notes. But it, it was a pretty cool experience. We minted actually one of their quarter machine NFTs, uh, which was what they call the Floor is Lava uh, is the name of their NFT. Uh, what is neat about it is uh, it came in like a, uh, in a little like a plastic uh, container like a quarter machine drop would normally be. And then uh, the reveal happened, and we actually revealed uh, in a very, you know, they only have 500 of those uh, NFTs that are in the collection, and we revealed one of the very few um, human characters of it. Uh, so it was 0.25 Ethereum, which is not cheap for a mint price. Um, but I think the project itself has some legs. It also has a really cool um, minting experience. The fact that we did it, you know, in real life activation where I was in person, I spun the dial. I took a picture with my phone of the QR code um, with my MetaMask. Um, and then I sent the 0.25 Ethereum and then they sent me the NFT. So this will be a fun one to track, see what the floor price is on it. Really cool experience. Like I said, I'll put the, the link to that, the video in the uh, show notes below. Uh, the next one we minted uh, was uh, Raccoon's Isle. So Raccoon's Isle um, is a uh, an NFT that is based uh, on Ethereum. I'd actually, they were launching this project, I think originally, it might have been a month ago. And I had done research for it. Uh, I like the art. I like the community they were building. Um, I believe that they're, um, you know, they're, I've been, I joined their Discord right when it originally launched. I like the way that they were building out their Discord. For me, I don't care about Discord numbers. I actually like, I go look at the tone of the announcement posts. I look at the type of channels that they're creating. Is it only about the floor price? And I also look about how do they connect their Discord to their web experience? And so if you go to raccoonsislenft.com, they actually have a really cool um, web, you know, mint experience. I like the, you know, they kind of show you, they have an interactive map um, on the website that kind of pops up where you can kind of click around and see the different components of the Raccoon Isle. Um, it is a collection of 6,500 uh, 6, um, in the project. So I, I like that it's less than a 10,000 uh, collection. Like right now, for whatever reason, I'm attracted to projects that are less than 10,000 uh, pieces. I just think we can be innovative with smaller um, you know, pieces of the projects. Uh, and what they said on the website was, um, holding a raccoon, raccoon grants you an exclusive spot in Raccoon Isle and has perks that um, are to come. They also kind of break down some of their roadmap and their perks. I actually think the way they did their roadmap is actually pretty interactive. So you should, if you're launching your own project, I would definitely check, uh, check out uh, Raccoon's Isle NFT. Uh, like I said, I will include the link to all of these uh, as well. So that was one of the other projects that we minted uh, as part of the project. Um, 
Another one I want to jump fast a little uh, forward to um, is on the 23rd of May, we minted the Chillin' Chameleons. Now, this is the Chillin' Chameleons 3.0. And I will tell you, I like projects that are launching like their third version of a, of a collection, mainly because I can go research the first and the second, right? What I do is I, I go into OpenSea and I look at their trade volume on the first and the second projects. And one of the uh, red flags that I have if, uh, is if a, if a new project is launched, but their old projects are on a downward trend, that's a red flag, right? If, if people are like, oh my goodness, our original project is no longer of value, we better launch something else to get more money. That's, a lot of projects do that, surprisingly enough. But I like looking, and you know, if projects have been you know, pretty even kill and like this launch was planned and was part of their roadmap, that's something that I actually really enjoy. I also um, have been in multiple Twitter spaces with the team. Uh, I love that they're creating an in real life event um, in July in Arizona for those that are holding the uh, Chilling Chameleon uh, NFT. I, I might be part of that event. Uh, we haven't really locked in anything yet, but uh, I also think you know they they have a their focus is on um, a sustainable future. So they have some things built into their contract, into their roadmap um, on a sustainability place. And they were already kind of doing that with their phase one and phase two projects um, that they originally launched, which I think is a, a pretty cool, uh, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, workflow that they're doing across the board. Two more that I wanted to kind of just uh, share with everyone here uh, on this episode. Uh, the next one is actually uh, Meta Women NFT. Now, Meta Women NFT actually launched and minted, uh, I think, a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And they are definitely a slow burn NFT project. But what I've liked about them is that I've been tracking them. I, I, was, we were look, I was looking at minting them uh, way back when they originally launched. I like the art. I like the women-led team. I like the women-led initiatives on uh, teaching mindfulness and community and growth and development. Um, and I also love that they're really focused on education and, and mainly education for women in Web3, uh, helping those that are, ha- have you know, traditional jobs in Web2 understand Web3 principles. And what I like, um, the reason I minted them um, as part of the project, what I'm in, I minted them on the 24th, is that you know, a couple other projects I was looking at uh, on that day, they didn't have much of a track record. And this is a project that I've been looking at for a while. And I love that they've been executing on things and they've been showing up, uh, being active on social, being active in their Discord, and they're continuing to build. They're not, um, they haven't stopped building since they have uh, you know, a slow burn. Uh, they, ha- they didn't mint out right away. They're, they're slowly building on mints, uh, you know, a couple here and there. Uh, and so I love that like, you know, there is an education play. And I also look at this project being a little bit, maybe the utility is almost too early for the space, but I think is, I, I'm confident that they're going to stick around for a while. And as people start to value education as a utility play, I could see this project being a very valuable one uh, down the road. Last one I'm going to uh, mention actually was recommended to us by one of our listeners. Uh, it was Hermy NFT recommended this one. It is the Isles of Meta. So we have minted a couple um, Metaverse land projects. We have the Land Dow. We have, I mean, I think we have four Metaverse land uh, NFTs in our uh, Mint 365 bag, but we don't have a Solana-based one um, minted. Now, I will tell you this is the most expensive Solana Mint that we've done uh, on the project so far. It is six Solana. Uh, 
uh, funny enough, that is only uh, $300 USD, which is cheaper than most of the NFT mints that we mint on Ethereum. But I, I try to keep them separately. I don't try to like compare Ethereum mints to Solana mints because oftentimes the utility, the secondary market are, aren't the same either. But what I like about this one is that you get to select your um, your island. So we we did the monkey island. Uh, for those that don't know, monkeys are my favorite animal. Uh, long before board apes, my I was actually the stuffed animal that my dad gave me when I was born was actually a stuffed monkey. Uh, his name is Zippy. Uh, that went, named him when I was little. I still have him. He's actually in my daughter, my middle daughter's bed um, at the moment. He has like a, a ripped ear. My mom's had to sew him up about nine or not ten times when I was a kid. But I actually passed that down to my daughters. All three of my daughters were born uh, with two things. They had a terrible towel, and because uh, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, uh, and they had a monkey. And so all three of them have a monkey. It's the monkey they sleep with. Uh, so I'm a fan of monkeys. And uh, so when I got to pick the shape of the island in the metaverse uh, play for this project, uh, I picked the monkey one. Uh, I actually really like where they're going with this metaverse play uh, in the island, everyone owning their own island, connecting some of them for gaming utility, some passive income utility. Uh, they also had a really cool um, mint experience. I thought that mint experience was uh, unique for Solana. Uh, not a lot of Solana projects uh, have a off-platform or off-marketplace mint experience, but they did as well. So uh, Isles of Meta is that one. We minted for uh, six Solana. But uh, So yeah, those are some of the ones that we minted in the last week. I just wanted to kind of uh, cover them. We're going to do this for um, all the upcoming Friday episodes of the podcast just to add, you know, connect the dots. And uh, you know, we remember we are keeping all of these NFTs. None of them are putting up for sale. Um, we are going to sell them as one mosaic collection on November 11th, which will be one year. So on November 11th, we will have one NFT for sale. But within that NFT, all 365 NFTs that we bought for the year will be included in that uh, collection. So whoever buys them, we'll, we will transfer the wallets um, to the, the, that person. Uh, you know, we've minted on 15 different blockchains so far. Uh, and we're, you know, we're just a little over six months uh, into it. Uh, so I will tell you, like, you know, the project that I, there's uh, two projects that I'm looking at today. Uh, one of them actually is the Solana one that I mentioned earlier, which is called Kings of the Street, but it's actually the second on my uh, on my radar. Uh, there is another project that is a music NFT that I believe is going to drop today. I've not got word that it's actually 100% going to uh, be released or dropped today, um, but I will uh, update you next week on that project. And so, you know, I just want to you know kind of pull this all together. You know, we've had our most successful. It's been a great week. You know, we have we are at an all time high for ADHD coin. Uh, we are now over sixty rally to one ADHD. Um, we also uh, sold out of our uh, mint three sixty five NFTs. So the only place that you can buy those NFTs now are on the secondary market on Rally. Um, so if you just check that out, uh, you can just go to our our coin page. So just go to uh, you know go to ADHDcoin.com. Of course, click on the ADHD page and then you click on NFTs and it'll open you up to the uh, marketplace if you want to buy um, one, of the, the, one of the NFTs that are on the secondary market uh, for the Mint 365 project. But we sold out of those. Um, you know, and we also, you know, we spent the last uh, week uh, creating TikTok content. So starting June 1st, well, right now we're still doing it, but starting on June 1st, we're going to be dropping three TikTok videos a day for the entire month of June. Uh, 
we're going to, they're going to be three different styles of videos. Uh, one will be a, a clip from a podcast. Uh, one will be kind of like a produced piece of content. We, we, we already recorded them the last couple of days. Drew and I recorded them. And then the third will be me kind of like talking in the camera or me, um, you know, kind of, uh, talking about one of the trends, but the goal there is, uh, hopefully to reach a new audience, but also to educate in new ways, uh, to the audience that is there over there on TikTok. Uh, I'm a natural. I love creator uh, being a creator. I love creating content. Uh, I'm a huge TikTok, uh, listener c- consumer. Uh, whenever, if you don't see me on Twitter, that's usually I'm on TikTok. I really enjoy that content. I love how creative people can be. Um, so I'll put our TikTok uh, account. It is I social fans, the letter I social S O C I A L fans with a Z F A N Z. Uh, if you follow me over there on TikTok, uh, you'll be able to see some of the content we have coming out there. So lots of big things in play. Uh, we have merch news coming up around episode 200. Uh, we have uh, news, more news coming around our PFP project and how we are going to roll that out um, in June as well. So um, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Hopefully you uh, are are enjoying this ride. You know, stay positive. Um, you know, remember that you aren't alone. Uh, remember that, you know, not only should you do your own damn research and this is not financial advice, but just recognize that it's okay to pause. It's okay to take a step back and it's okay to recognize that, you know, just because, you know, the NFTs that you've invested in or you've bought aren't at the same value in that you bought them originally for. Remember why you bought them. Remember, is it the utility? Is it the art? Is it the community? And more, more often than not, those things are still thriving. The floor price might be down, but the utility that you bought the NFT for are st- is still there for the taking. And in many cases, the resale value shouldn't be what you're worried about. If you, if you maximize the utility of an NFT project, who cares what you can resell it for if you've already got that value from purchasing? So just a little bit of uh, hopefully level setting there. Uh, take care of your mental health. Check in on your friends. You know, uh, I will close by saying uh, nobody will ever say that you care too much. So I think right now my call to action at this moment is go out of your way to let someone know that you care. You appreciate them for maybe the content they create. You appreciate them for the friend they are in your life. You appreciate them um, for uh, the thought leader that they are in in your space. Uh, We don't do that enough and you'd be amazed the impact that can make. Till tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers.